Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 19th of July. Queensland health authorities have admitted its modelling did not predict the enormity of the current COVID wave and they're not sure what the future may hold. Currently, there are more than 900 people in hospital with COVID in the state, with new infections skyrocketing. Here's Queensland Health Minister Yvette Darth. With these new variants and sub-variants, we're not seeing that. We're now seeing higher waves than we did before. Uh, so we don't know what's coming. Meantime, Victorian parents are being told all children over the age of eight should wear masks while in the classroom. A letter signed by the heads of the state, independent and Catholic sectors, have issued a letter recommending the measure from now until the end of winter. Last week, the Victorian government refused to mandate masks, including in classrooms, despite being advised to do so by the chief health officer. In other news this morning, a new report released by the federal government is painting a shocking picture of Australia's environment. The latest State of the Environment report has found we've lost more mammal species than any other continent, while the black summer bushfires burned more than 8 million hectares of native vegetation. It's understood the document was handed down to the previous federal government, who decided to hold on to it before the election. Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek says it represents the impact of inaction and ignorance from those in power. This report paints a very bleak picture of Australia's environment. It, it says that the environment is bad and getting worse. It was given to the former Minister Susan Lay at the end of 2021, but it was never released. And when you read the report, you'll know why. Meantime, a deadly heatwave continues across many parts of Europe, which has killed more than 1,000 people so far. Temperatures are reaching record levels, causing wildfires to spread through France, Portugal and Spain, where tens of thousands of residents have been forced to evacuate, including this woman who fled her home. We've just grabbed a few essentials and just ran, really, and by that stage, everybody along the street, the Calio, was, was, was on the move. That audio thanks to CBC News. While the UK has also sweltered through one of its hottest days on record with a high of 38.1 degrees. Meantime, one of the main airports in London has been forced to suspend flights as the high temperatures melted parts of the runway. And it's going to get even tighter in the hip pocket for many Australians as the cost of living pressures continue to soar. Treasurer Jim Chalmers has all but ruled out extending the cut to the fuel excise in the lead-up to the federal budget. But Peter Curry from the NRMA says the global oil market has been improving and hopefully that will see the high price of fuel start to ease. If ever Australians were going to get any sustained and meaningful relief at the Bowser, it was always going to have to come from falling oil prices. They have fallen quite considerably over the last few weeks. They're down to the levels that we had seen back in May. And if those falls continue, uh, then that is where we will get the relief from. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Central Victoria first and the inquest into missing woman Crystal Fraser's disappearance is continuing. Our reporter Tamara Clark 
has the details. That's right, Tash. A prime suspect has refused to provide evidence in the inquest into missing Pyramid Hill person Crystal Fraser. Gun man Peter Jenkinson presented at the witness stand on the sixth day of the inquest and made the application not to speak on grounds it might tend to prove he committed the offence of murdering Fraser, who was 23 and pregnant at the time of her disappearance. A lawyer's confirmed he had prior sexual relations with Fraser. The coroner, Catherine Lorenz, has offered Jenkinson a certificate excluding anything he says at the inquest from being used as a basis to incriminate him, but the counsel Fiona Batten says it wasn't in the interest of justice to hand over the evidence. To WA, where residents are being encouraged to mask up, but the state government is still resisting calls to make them mandatory. Cases continue to increase in WA hospitals, while there are concerns the true number of COVID infections could be much higher. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the details from Perth. Yeah, that's right, Tash. A grim milestone for WA now surpassing 1 million cases of COVID-19. 5,541 infections have been recorded in the latest reporting period with 36,630 active cases in the state. Our hospitals are now treating 411 people, which is also a new record. 19 of them are in intensive care. But despite the hike, Health Minister Amber Jade Sanderson says our hospitals can cope. We have beds, we have plenty of ICU capacity but what we do know is that from the last wave is that uh, certainly ICU, those people who got really sick stayed very very flat regardless of the number of daily infections in the community so uh, we're fairly confident that we can manage this. Now for the latest in business and finance news we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from the Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. It isn't surprising but it's certainly not good news. The Federal Treasurer has confirmed that real wages are going to keep going backwards. Oh, it's harsh. Good morning. Yeah, it's not great news at all. As you say, it isn't surprising. So maybe maybe it's not a... Maybe we've already come to terms that I'm not sure but Treasurer Charm saying yesterday they're going to release a new economic statement sometime later this week and he's going to say that the economic situation is worsening that inflation will continue to increase, unfortunately. That's maybe the the bad news for those of us who are hoping inflation might peak sooner rather than later. It's not going to be the case. So even if we do continue to get wage rises, and we probably will, it simply won't keep up with inflation. That means prices are going up faster than our pay packets are rising. Uh, Not good news, unfortunately, across the board. There is some hope that inflation might peak later this year, ranges between 6 and 7% and then hopefully coming down from there. We also know petrol prices are falling, so I don't want to uh, I don't want to hide the good news there at least a little bit, um, but things are going to get tougher for households before they start to get better. And talking about things being very tough for households, house price declines are continuing mm. with new data showing the pace is accelerating. Yeah, this is data from CoreLogic too. Now, here's the thing. In, in Australia, more than 42% of residential properties actually fell in value over the past three months. So four in 10, two in five. We've also seen those price increases accelerate. So the Sydney house price decline over the past three months is now up to 3%. We're also seeing falls in pretty much every other capital city too. Some of them for the first time. Uh, Melbourne and Sydney have led the declines, of course, but Brisbane, Hobart, Adelaide, Perth, are also continuing to, or starting now, unfortunately, to decline, showing the same sort of pattern that we've seen on the eastern seaboard in those larger cities. And it really is a question, I think, of, again, how far do they fall, how fast do they fall, and where might we see some balance. And as always, speaking of balance, we talk about house price falls as if they're bad, and they are if you own a home. Of course, if you're a first home buyer looking to get into the market, maybe 
it's a, it's a better position to be in. But uh, it just goes to show the challenges the Australian economy is going to be facing over the next year or two. Yes, absolutely. And Scott, another marker of the pandemic. I mean, it's interesting, though, because Netflix is doing it tough at the moment. But mm. new research shows we spent $8 billion on streaming and games last year. It's, it was such an incredible number, Tash. So $8 billion across Australia. We spent a total, by the way, of $46 billion on online connectivity in general. So internet access, of course, the major one of that, almost $32 billion. But $8 billion just on streaming alone, the average Australian household has 26 streaming services and apparently three and four of us have at least one uh streaming really has arrived whether it's netflix ko uh binge from foxtel of course stan other things uh, so many different streaming options right now as i said the average average household has almost three um so much for uh, so much for streaming being cheaper we have more of them and pay less per per month but still spending a, a large amount of money on it we spent 500 bucks more per household on streaming than we did the previous year. So these numbers continue to climb. And it really goes to show, I think, the changing face of entertainment. We know that people are finding their options in, in different places. Uh, but yeah, gaming in particular too, it's one of the ones we don't talk often about. Um, bigger these days than the movie industry is the dollar value spent on gaming worldwide. So again, just a, a big, big change. But that said, almost $46 billion being spent across Australia on being online in one form or another. Extraordinary. Interesting times. Thanks so much, Scott. Thanks, Tash. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, just 24 hours after his historic win, Cameron Smith has been linked to joining a controversial Rebel Tour. Yeah, good morning, Tash. He wasn't happy about this line of questioning after winning the 150th British Open yesterday about uh, some, you know, reports that he's going to join and sign up with the Live Golf Tour, which is fronted by Greg Norman and funded by uh, Saudi Arabia, which has caused a lot of controversy. Greg Norman was banned from attending the 150th British Open at uh, St Andrews. Well, although he wasn't happy with the line of questioning, he didn't actually shoot it down. And now there's widespread reports that he will headline a list of golfers to uh, sign up to this live tour. They've already signed a number of former major winners and he's set to become another one. Fellow Aussie Mark Leishman, two-time Masters winner Bubba Watson, Tommy Fleetwood and Henrik Stenson are also reported to be joining. So we'll watch this space with uh, Cameron Smith, but he would be a, a massive coup for that uh, live golf tour to get if they were able to sign him up. Yeah, interesting he didn't uh, answer the question. Also in NRL news, Brett, the Dragons have responded to rumours of unrest in the playing group. Yeah, uh, Aaron Woods has shut these down. This uh, came, uh, well, in Fox Sports and also the Sydney Morning Herald yesterday that there are some players that aren't seeing eye-to-eye with Anthony Griffin. Apparently, uh, they're frustrated with a some favouritism he's apparently showing toward Queensland players like Andrew McCulloch, Josh Maguire and Ben Hunt. But Woods says that is not the case. Mate, you're never happy when you lose a game, let alone when you let 50 points in. So there's always going to be these you know outside noises. But, uh, mate, that's just a little bit of rubbish talk and, you know, our, our minds are really focused for Manly on Friday night. And uh, the round begins with the Broncos and Eels this Thursday night and Payne Haas is pushing, uh, pushing to return from a shoulder injury for the Broncos. And two teams fighting for a spot in the top eight. Brett will be missing big stars this weekend. Yeah, the Saints' finals hopes have taken a hit. Paddy Ryder is in doubt to play again this season. He injured his calf uh, 
in the loss to the dog. Scans have revealed he's out for four to six weeks. Similar story for Dan McKenzie, who the Saints haven't seen for a while. At the Tigers, Dustin Martin and Tom Lynch will miss their final shaping clash with Frio on Friday night. The pair both have hamstring injuries. There's no date set for their returns. And the Bombers have declared they want Dyson Heppel at the club next year. He's out of contract. Some reports he faced an uncertain future, but coach uh, Ben Rutten says they want him at uh, Tullamarine next year. Yeah, look, we absolutely want him at our club next year. There's no doubt about that. And um, I know Hep's keen to stay, so it's just about getting the, the finer details sorted. Yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly an interesting end to the AFL season with a number of spots up for grab in that top eight. Yeah, absolutely. Brett, thank you. Happy Tuesday. Thank you, Tash. And as we mentioned earlier, the UK is dealing with some of the hottest days on record, with Britons told to be careful in the extreme heat. But they're not the only ones being sun smart. Some pig owners are lathering their animals in sunscreen at the Royal Welsh Show to prevent sunburn. More than 50,000 people are expected to attend the four-day show, which is one of the biggest agricultural events in Europe. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.